I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A, that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z, that stands for Zach. And we literally just finished watching the Golden Globes. Just finished. The credits just stopped rolling. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go through our first award show on a podcast. Um, what did you think? Let's just get straight out of the gate. What did you think? I thought the Hollywood Foreign Press's attempt to lean into its controversy and address things and write its ship made this award show so completely boring. Yeah. Boring. I'm really, I mean, you can tell that they have made an attempt to yep. right their wrongs. And I would say that that isn't necessarily a bad thing, but something about this show was so, oh, it just dragged yeah. on. It, it, they clearly toned it down a little bit in terms of uh, the antics, and they had Gerard Carmichael, who I thought did a pretty good job for the most part, but. His style is very lax and conversational. He's just a guy talking up there sort of thing. And it just made for a honestly quite boring show. And it's it partially the, the way the show was put on. And partially as we'll go through the award winners, nothing terribly wild in terms of Golden Globe standards. Like uh, maybe like one or two things we can say, oh, interesting. But nothing totally out of left field. And even... The speeches themselves, there wasn't anything terribly memorable about most of the speeches. Nobody, <clears throat> nobody slapped anybody. We'll get that out of the gate right now. Yeah, and they did, of course, have to make, as the first big award show since, in yeah. movies at least, two mentions of the slap in total. Yeah. Which, you know, all right. Um, and they, the other thing, they had this, the thing Gerard Carmichael did that bugged me the, the whole night. Aside, I I thought he did a very good job mostly, but every time they came back from commercial breaks, it was kind of like, hey, hey, everybody, look up here, pay attention, we're we're starting the show again. Eyes on me, eyes on me. You know, it, yeah, it, it was very, I don't know, it was kind of off putting, and it just it it didn't make the show feel important or grand or anything like that. I think he is very good at what he does. What he does is not a good fit to. Mm -hmm. Um, I, we do not want to watch Yellowstone. Let's just turn off Peacock real quick. <laughs> oh God. Um, sorry. What he does is not a good fit for hosting an award show. Yeah. So I think his jokes landed, some of which, as I said, mm -hmm. will get him on a watch list. <laughs> the Scientology joke. Yeah. He is absolutely being followed home tonight. Yeah. And, and to his credit. They were very kind of plain and upfront about what was going on here in terms of restarting this award show after you're not being broadcast and uh, and then addressing some of the controversies within like the his whole opening monologue isn't really like joke for joke. Oh, this person's here. This person's yeah, here. Zing, zing, zing. Yeah. It, line, so, it, zing. So it sort of lacked that bit of energy, yeah. but it was a very kind of open face talk of how he accepted the job. What I was going to say was. His jokes landed, but I don't think 
he commanded the room very no. well. No, 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 not at all. I agree. Did he do a bad job? No. But you're the host and you're not commanding the room. Is that a good job? He kept the, the he kept the show moving. That's true. He definitely did that. That's he wasn't kind of like the host role to a certain degree. He wasn't, you know, doing all of these extra long bits, no musical numbers, he no wasn't magic out tricks in the yeah, crowd. No snap. Yeah. yeah, he was just Taking comes selfies. out here, says yeah. a line with a haha, and then on to the next. Yeah. You could tell, I think, a little bit he was trying to find his sea legs the whole show because at one point he's just sort of gave up trying to get everybody's attention he's just like which was I'm gonna good. come up here read the prompter try not to let the fact that nobody's listening to me bother me and go and that's what he should have done the whole time in my in my uh, estimation but so uh yeah i mean he leaned into the controversies uh he's a he's a black gay man and he was hosting the awards of a program that uh it's controversy was that it didn't have any black members before last year. Yeah. And now they have six. So, you know, good for them. I just hope he had fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, there was there was there was fun to be had. There were things that I laughed at here and there. But as far as like an entertainment product, I don't think this award show did that. Do you think it earned its ability to uh, be broadcast again next year? Did it did it? do its job in terms of getting it back on the rails into the, and not, you know, sending it off into obscurity. I don't know. I feel like my answer is biased because part of me is like, oh yeah, I want to watch award shows. But then I remember sitting here, this, this show went over three hours. Yes. Three hours and what, like 20 minutes? Yeah, just about. Like, I, Which is kind of tight for an award show, honestly. Well, as some some have done it better. I think the Emmys did it better. Mm. Um, but I remember just actively saying to myself, "I am bored." Yeah, there's there's too much. Is that? But do you think you got bored because the show wasn't entertaining? Or I think the thing that turns me off with the Globes is the the is the flip-flopping between TV and movies. Yeah. But especially when you get to the TV portions where there's just these large swaths of shows that I've never seen, you've never seen, most people haven't, don't have the time to see everything. So you kind of yeah. just get lost in that a little bit. I think they've, I don't remember specifically, but I think they have done a thing where they did all of one and then did all of the other, save for the best TV show mm -hmm. and the best pictures for the last awards. But I understand why they don't do that, because once you're done with TV, you lose half the room. Sure. Uh, yeah, 100 percent. And so and they have you can't to do that. So they you, have you to have flip to. flop. But it's just it's just too much. I. Yeah. With a heavy heart, I I can say. I don't need the Golden Globes anymore. Mm. I would be perfectly happy with just the Emmys and the Oscars television and this one movies over here and that's it well the thing with the globes too is that it always its selling point was that it was kind of wacky it was a little weird the celebrities were loose everybody was drinking the host was usually having a great time whether it's ricky gervais or tina and, and yeah. amy and so there was this it's known to have kind of this chaotic energy and this lacked any and all of that the only time we got a little bit of the drinking part was when mike white <laughs> accepted for white lotus i mean but yes that's true you know. but there were 
there were lots of bleeps this evening. Like I Certainly, think they, yeah. I think they hit the loosey goosey of it all, and I don't even think that's like a bad thing. I just think that the the volume there's just too much, and to yeah. basically, especially now, to basically yeah. go through all of this like three times, right? Because it's hard because you have to do movies, you have to do TV. And then each of those are, of course, are broken down into musical comedy, musical comedy, comedy drama, miniseries, uh, and then and whatever then the now hell. with TV you get all the miniseries, limited series, TV movie. There's far too much of it. Not and then not to mention, it's nice that they've added a second honorary award for the Carol Burnett thing. But to have these two honorary awards, <laughs> oh my God, really I literally kinda, forgot about that. It drags the show to a screaming halt. Yeah. And, you know, good for Ryan Murphy for getting the Carol Burnett award. Good for Eddie Murphy taking the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Great honors for them both. However, it, it just drags the thing to a screaming halt, like I said. It really kind of sucks the energy out for a minute when you got to sit there for a montage. And speaking of montage, we didn't get and a whole lot of montage. they're not getting played off. No, they're not getting played off. They can babble as long as they want. And that was another thing that was kind of hard with the show was kind of the uh, push and pull of the time allotted for the speakers. Because some people early on were given a lot of time. And then once they realized crap or falling behind and it's like yes you're a war show you're always going to fall behind like despite your best efforts and then they really shut down a lot of people's speeches early in the middle i said this to you while we were watching it and i will say it here and put it out into the universe people who watch award shows want to see two things one the winner and two the winner's speech absolutely correct let the winner's Give their speech. Prioritize your time for that only, mm -hmm. which I think this show honestly tried to do. There were no bits, no pre-recorded, no bits, no anything. montages, really, outside of the the two honorary awards. Yeah, the Oscars need to do that. Mm -hmm. The Oscars get rid of like every single Best Picture nomination having its own like clip show. I kind of like that. Though. I don't. I would rather dedicate more time i know who's nominated well, see, i don't need you do. i don't need some random person coming up here you if you, you don't I know do. who's nominated wait till that section which you know is going to be at the end and listen to the nominees I know. and if you care that much you look it up anyway i think those are very helpful for people that don't get to see all the all the especially with the oscars where it's like you have a lot of movies that people just don't see and this is a way to kind of showcase one like the actors and stuff with the clips i i think that works in the oscars there are other things to like i think you can get rid of all the musical performances of the those oscars. are great what uh, are you talking about it's not the grammys it's not trying it. to be the grammys i it's, don't need it it's it's the grandeur it's the oscars you want to see that performance but for so for you don't want to see eminem <laughs> You don't want to see Three Six Mafia three, come six out mafia. here saying it's hard out here for a pimp at the Oscars? I come on, Zachary. I don't need uh, Let It Go in 700 different languages. No. It wasn't Let It Go. It was oh, Into it was, the End. Yeah, that's right. Come Any, on. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we're we'll, talking about the gold. We will talk plenty about the Oscars in, uh, in about a couple weeks because I believe so. Nominations close, the voting period for the Oscars closes next week. Uh, and then the nominations come out on the 26th, I believe, of January. So. We'll get to all that, uh, but for now, we'll talk about the Globes. And before we talk about the rest of the Globes, thank you for getting this far. I hope you're enjoying this. Find our movie reviews, which we normally do, on Instagram at... A.Z underscore movie review and our commentary 
outside of our reviews on our Twitter at a underscore Z underscore movie review. Boom. Okay, so for the actual awards themselves, uh, when we when we went through the nominations, we went through TV. Well, we can do we can tack on TV thoughts at the end, but we're not going to go through it all. We will go through the film stuff. When it comes to big winners of the night, there wasn't one that kind of swept through. Uh, we the biggest the the film with the most wins tonight was Banshees of Inisherin, mm-hmm. uh, which had three wins. Uh, the Fablemans got two wins, and Everything Everywhere All at Once also picked up two wins. Uh, do you want to start with? Do you want to go in order of how they were released, or biggest to least? In order, show order. Okay, show order. So as a lot of these things normally do, we open up with the supporting actors, and we get uh, two big bits of of nerd representation and cultural representation. Uh, for best supporting actor in film, they combine musical and comedy and drama into one for the supporting categories. Your actor is Kihei Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once, colloquially known as Short Round or Data from the Goonies. I sobbed. Yes. Having, I, okay. Well, my notes here are Alex already crying. Yeah. That's First true. award of the night, cry. Second we award of the night, also cry. We actually haven't seen the movie yet. No. However, I love the Goonies. And I was, and we love Indiana Jones. I was a puddle when he went up there, and the first person he thanked was Steven Spielberg, who was in the room. Of course. And it was just such a wonderful moment, very full circle, very deserved, I'm sure. Um, that just made me happy. Yep. Uh, we're, we're, it's definitely on the <laughs> short list of things we need to get to because it does feel like we're just, missing something. <laughs> well, not only that, but it does feel like at least early on with some of these acting awards and based on conversations that I've heard from people in the biz, uh, it feels like everything everywhere all at once is starting to gain some momentum here in, in the award season that maybe it has the steam for an Oscars push, but we'll see, excuse me, we'll see how that goes later in the month. Following right after uh, Kihei Kwan was supporting actress for Angela Bassett for her performance in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Marvel. Shocking, shocking. My tweet. Marvel, a Marvel movie has won an award for acting Mm -hmm. and brought freaking Vo to Angela Bassett, who is the emotional heartbeat of Wakanda forever. And I would also note a comic book movie performance that isn't the Joker. Oh, yeah. Very good point. Wow. And really, like, as amazing as. Uh, Heath Ledger's performances as the Joker, he gets a big boost by dying. As, as, as harsh as that might sound, he does get a boost and he wins that award. Joaquin Phoenix does a lot of weird crap and wins for the Joker. And now we get a female uh, recipient of a Golden a black Globe. black female. Black female recipient of a, of a comic book acting award. So that's pretty Amazing. cool. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I didn't love that she was reading her speech off of her phone. Yes, there, there was, was a, a lot of that, that this evening, uh-huh. and I was not into that. Welcome to 2023, I guess. I would rather like you get one note card. It's just <laughs> like it's just like your finals in high school. You can fill out both sides of the note card, but you get one note card. Um, next movie award was best score, and that went to Babylon from Justin Hurwitz's uh, score. 
which I said it on our Instagram, absolutely slaps. That's probably score. the silver lining of them. Oh yeah, no, the music is is incredible, and it's Justin Hurwitz and Damien Chazelle collaborated, as we said when we did it, as they did on uh, La La Land, and there is a little bit of a familiar riff with the piano jazzy stuff, so it's it's familiar if you're a fan of La La Land, but I think it it's it's and it's really kind of one riff that plays throughout the entire movie, but it really does dictate the pace and the way that it's used and how it's colored and and all that sort of stuff. So I thought uh, well deserved uh, for. For Justin Hurwitz there for Babylon. Staying in the music, the best original song, maybe an upset. Uh, but this is the first the first that I noted of the foreign part of the Hollywood foreign press. Uh from RRR or Triple R. I don't know which way you're supposed to say it. I've heard it both ways. The original song from that film is Not to Not to, which is upsetting uh, the Lady Gaga song in Top Gun, upsetting mm-hmm. the Rihanna song in Black Panther Wakanda mm-hmm. Forever, upsetting the Taylor Swift song, which I told all of you would not win. <laughs> I figured the Rihanna song was... was yeah. I, for the Oscars, yeah. I think the Rihanna song is still the one, but I think what, uh, what this song, Not To Not To, has that maybe the others don't is... And, and the Oscars have been known to kind of lean into this, too. If it has something to do with the actual plot of the movie. Yes. Whereas instead of it's just a credit song, like almost all the other ones are, uh, you know, it's going to, it feels like it's more part of the movie experience. If it's integral to the film. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we haven't seen Triple R. Um, I've heard that it's just one of the most, it, it is the movie with the most movie in it this year is <laughs> the way I had it described. It's a movie. Uh, I, I don't think it's for you. I might seek it out before the award show, but uh, before the Oscars, I should say. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it, it, kind of an upset there, but uh, nice to see, you know, a, a foreign entry win in, in an all entries category and not just in a, a foreign, uh, foreign language category like they normally do. Um, then we got our first best actors of the night. Best actor and actress in a musical or comedy. This was the first win for Banshees of Inishirin with Colin Farrell, a delightful man with a delightful speech, uh, shouting out who should have won, I guess, is the donkey in that film. But we will, we will get to that shortly, as, it's, as I've mentioned plenty of times. He was also commending his presenter, Anna de Armas, for her work in Blonde. <laughs> Which like, everyone said like was bad. 25% of his speech talking about how great she was. And I was like, dude? Yes, I am Marilyn Monroe. Move along. No. Um, I, I wanted to put this question forward later, but maybe I'll do it now. Uh, for the next thing that we need to check off our list, Banshee of Venusheeran is on streaming. There's no reason we can't take it in. Yeah, but we also need to see the menu. We also need to see the Fablemans. We yeah. also need to, like, I don't know, illegally stream everywhere else. I want whatever. I, th- I think that's somewhere soon. On I think it's streaming. on, like, Showtime. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Colin Farrell, uh, a delightful Irishman, uh, props to him. You then, do not appreciate my heckling during his speech of do the penguin. <laughs> yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Anyway. Uh, best actress. I think this is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, well, maybe not in the musical comedy category, but again, the momentum for everywhere, everywhere, ever, everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yeoh 
getting getting a win here uh, for best actress in a musical comedy. Yeah, and her speech was good. She told off the person who played her off. <laughs> yeah. Literally said, shut up, I can fight you. <laughs> like, go off. She upset, like, Margot Robbie in that category. Yeah, but... I mean, I mean, upset is, I mean, I've heard wonderful things about that performance, so I don't even know if upset is really the right it's, word. It's an upset in that she edged out some bigger names, for sure. Some well, more star yeah, power. well, Brad Pitt got upset as well. Right. So, so here, let me, let me just pull up the, the nominees for some of these. So for Colin Farrell, he beat out Diego Calva in Babylon, Daniel Craig in Glass Onion, Adam Driver in White Noise, and Ray Fiennes in The Menu. Um... Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to see it. I've heard nothing but good things. And then an actress, Michelle Yeoh, beat out Leslie Manville from Miss Harris Goes to Paris, uh, Margot Robbie, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Emma Thompson. So, yeah, so maybe not an upset. Maybe not an upset, but again, beating out some bigger names. Next uh, film category was animated, where uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, the one of the few, if only, streaming winner on the night for... Um, for I think anything, even in the TV categories. Uh, so, but you, we, he had a great no, line in his speech. One. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But he had a great line in his speech that. Yes. That I was literally thinking this as he said it, his important line from his speech is that animated cinema is cinema. Correct. These are not just people going to work and like filling in coloring book pages or anything. This is truly art being made in the same way that a film with a camera is being made. Um, and a lot of people disrespect animated films. They think that it's just fodder for children and you're a very small minded person. If that's how you interpret animated movies, he's absolutely right. Animated cinema is cinema. I haven't seen Pinocchio yet. But the clips of it that I have seen is on par with like the Marvel that was Nightmare Before Christmas when that came out, you know, same with like the Wallace and Gromit shorts. Like it's just it's stop motion, but it's very intricate and very mm -hmm. polished and it, it looks fascinating. It, yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate that it's just it got logged down in the glut of Pinocchio movies <laughs> we have this year for some reason. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's about. So it beat out uh, Japanese film Inu O, uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, and the Lone... The Last Wish. The, what did I say? Witch. I said, no, Wish. Uh, and then the, the Pixar nominee was Turning Red. The stronger of the two Pixar options, but having not even seen Pinocchio, I don't see how any of them were going to beat that. Yeah. I mean, whether it's the Hollywood foreign press, whether it's the Academy, they all love Guillermo del Toro. He's made a beautiful animated film. Again, just from the clips we've seen, it looks gorgeous. So that, I think that's going to be an easy win here and probably an easy win at the ask Oscar ceremony when we get there. Um, next was uh, one of the few ones that maybe not surprising because this is felt like it's in motion, but in best actor drama austin butler <laughs> wins for elvis honestly my favorite thing about that moment was my twitter timeline just like lighting him up 
Every Whoa. single person that I was talking about the Golden Globes <laughs> was saying, that is not how you sound. Why are you talking like that still? He's uh, still uh, talking like a... Uh... Oh, man. All my words are leaving me. Um, I, I just am so grateful right now. I'm in this room full of my heroes. Brad, I love you. <laughs> Quinn and I printed out the Pulp Fiction script when I was 12. I cannot believe I'm here right now. Wow, it's just great to be up here and embodying the ghost of Elvis in my bones. <laughs> uh, and he was also like, he was also played off and he was complaining that they didn't play an Elvis song during his playoff. Yeah, like, like we, that's your clue. We said it when we went over the nominations. It's not like he's bad. He's actually quite good. It's just award worthy even on a personal level. It's weird that he's still talking like Elvis three years after filming it because we, for those that don't know, we live in Orange County, California, and this boy is from Anaheim, friggin' Disneyland. You do not sound like this if you grew up on the streets of Anaheim. Like, <laughs> come on, bro, buddy. Like, I think so. It's an upset in that most people had pegged Brendan Fraser winning for the whale for a long time, but I think it's a combination of, I think I think two things happened here. One is. The Hollywood foreign press obviously not liking the things that Brendan Fraser has said about them. Yeah, they are very petty. And two, I think the Hollywood foreign press has been known to kind of vote with people that they meet and when they get schmoozed. And if Austin Butler walks in the room and is talking to you still like Elvis, you're probably gonna be like, oh, wow, he really is Elvis. And then you're going to vote for him. That's what I think may have happened here is a combination of those two things. That's what I'm sure happened. (laughs) There's no think about it. Yeah. So. I don't expect this to hold over to the Oscars. I think the Academy would probably go with Brendan Fraser at the end of it. Fraser at the end of it. Um, but hey, it, so he beat out Brendan Fraser, Hugh Jackman in the sun, Bill Nye in living a movie that I've not heard a single thing about. And Jeremy Pope in the inspection. Again, a movie I have not heard a single thing about. But Jeremy Pope is the future. Yes. According to Ryan Murphy. Uh, so do you think that there's any moment? Cause the sort of thing happened with um, Bohemian Rhapsody and Rami Malek when Bohemian Rhapsody won best musical comedy at the Globes. Rami Malek ended up winning best actor at the Oscars because it was like, wow, that's a great impression of Freddie Mercury is. Do you think like What's I, I, the trajectory I, for rocket man in that context, rocket man didn't get the same sort of bump rocket man. Didn't I don't did think it Ro- win at the Globes? I don't believe it did. Hmm. Because people thought it would based on what happened to Bohemian Rhapsody, but it, it, it didn't. And yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But it, I, I heard an, an interesting argument for it, basically saying like old people love this movie that because it's Elvis. That is a very good point. That and, is a very good and point. And younger people like this movie because of Austin Butler. So you're getting like this. I'd love to know where those young people are because I don't know any of them. Well, it, it, what what was the show he was on? There were several. But okay, but the it, Nickelodeon one was Zoe 101. Sure. With she who must not be named younger sister Spears. <laughs> and JL. He was also on a really wild choice that the CW produced called The Carrie Diaries, which was like a prequel to oh, Carrie Bradshaw right. of Sex and the City fame. Like, <laughs> just confusion. I don't know. I just, 
I hope the fact that he has swallowed the ghost of Elvis doesn't like <laughs> carry him through to awards. Not that he doesn't deserve it because he was great in the movie, but it's just like it's weird. It's almost you're a kid like, from Orange County, California. You are not Elvis. You're it's not almost like t- like it's it's a caricature. It's not a character anymore. Because there's like there's video evidence. This guy did not talk like this before he filmed this movie. I drove across town and I was really late to the meeting, but they waited, and so I was kind of the only person there. So it, it just all the stars felt like they were aligning. And there's also reports of like because they got shut down during COVID, he like kept in character while like living in Australia or whatever. Method so, acting is dumb. It, you know, maybe he just fried his brain on peanut butter and banana sandwiches or whatever. The Vegemite. Um, next we got our first. Uh, in between the actor nomination, or we got our first slap joke coming out of a break. Um, I don't even remember what it was. It was one from oh, Jared Carmichael. Yeah, that's right. I don't remember what it was. It was like, oh, during the break, we awarded oh, best yeah. uh, like drama in a live TV production <laughs> for Will Smith. That was pretty funny. Uh, the next actual award was actress drama, and unsurprisingly, it went to Kate Blanchett for Tar. Um, I've heard nothing but great things Same. about her. I can't like. I think that's coming to Peacock actually uh, sooner, so we'll we'll get probably just wait for that to get on streaming. Um, she beat out Olivia Coleman, which Olivia Coleman never loses awards, but she doesn't lose Oscars. That's that's true. But I I've heard that this is like like it's just sort of like a formality, like almost a Meryl Streep thing. Like you nominate her because she's in a movie, and then <laughs> you know sometimes yeah, she fair. wins, sometimes she doesn't. Uh, also beat up Viola Davis and the Woman Queen King, uh, Anna Armas in Blonde, uh, and Michelle Ugh. Williams in The Fable. Kate uh, Blanchett's going to win the Oscar for this, too. Yeah. Like, it's not even really a, a question. I mean, you can never count out the movies that are about the industry, which I'm not saying The Fableman's is, but it's like a shadow of it. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And I think. There's been some talk of it. There was some talk of it for a minute of maybe winning Best Picture, but it, it's one of those things that would be completely based on her performance. Mm. Not to say that the rest of the movie is bad, but you know. Okay, so next was a uh, foreign language film, and they they make a specification that it is foreign language, not just foreign film, non English language film, I should say. Uh, and I think this was a surprise based on again the the love for RRR and. I've heard nothing but great things about the German film All Quiet on the Western Front. A lot of people, you know, touting that one. But the winner was Argentina 1985 from Argentina. Um, you know, win the World Cup, win a Golden Globe. What's next? Oscars. <laughs> uh, I, I really know nothing about this. Yep. I don't know I what was it's expecting, about. Um, I was expecting RRR to win. I was expecting not that our, we know anything about that either. Again, or all quiet on the Western Front, but yeah, uh, it also beat out uh, "Close" from Belgium and "Decision to Leave" from South Korea. Um, and then, building on the foreign theme, a weird moment in the awards show: uh, Sean Penn coming out. Oh my god! For no reason other than to say, you know, the it sounded to what all this sounded like because I know he's made a trip over there recently. It sounded like Sean Penn called in a favor to his friends at the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and said, hey, can I come on stage and talk about Ukraine and bring in President Zelensky from Ukraine on, on video call? And they said, yeah, that'd be great. Because he even said the H, 
it, the HFPA has seen it fit to do what he was going to do. Uh, he's he talked about the freedom to dream. And then uh, President Zelensky from Ukraine came on and basically gave a Ukraine propaganda speech. Now, that's not to say we we support the people of Ukraine and their fight. For of course, what their, they're their sovereignty, going through, but like what they're going through is awful. And, you know, we want. We, like several people, want nothing but resolution, but it's like, I... One of the things that just dragged this so, thing... It's so pandering. Yeah. It was so bad. Like, like, I almost expected to, like, pan to the crowd and see people walking around with money baskets. Like, it was so weird. When it comes to, like, people criticizing Hollywood for being the liberal woke mob and whatever... Yeah, you, like, that you know, shit doesn't help. Th- this is what people are talking about, and this is the stuff that it's like... Especially because it's Sean Penn who has such a reputation on him already. And then to like, just again, just let Zelensky have like a full speech saying like, oh, we will, we will fight to assure victory. It's like, I don't, we, none of us needed to see this again, support you in your efforts, bud, but not needed two thirds of the way through this award show. We move on. Uh, screenplay was where Banshees of Inishirin got its second win for Martin McDonough. Uh, it beat out uh, Tar, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Women Talking, and The Fablemans. Uh, cool. <laughs> I, you know, just one of those things where it's like, okay, I, I'm really ready to see this movie. I, I, I can't wait. We'll do our due diligence for the next one. For sure. Uh, director was the first win for The Fablemans was Steven Spielberg getting the award. According to the broadcast, only his third win in 20 nominations at the Golden Globes, That's which I find not a great crazy. BA. Uh, I, I just like hearing Steven Spielberg accept awards and, and be cool guy Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he seems like a pretty normal dude. Yeah. Uh, again, The Fableman's is sort of iobotographical uh, yeah. on his life. He, he told the story of how in making all of these movies with his longtime producer, Tony Kushner, uh, that he sort of gave him like bits and pieces of like stories of his early childhood, and they're like, "Hey, we should like cobble these together and and make a movie out of it." And here they are winning awards for uh being just awesome. Next in the program, uh, Eddie Murphy accepted his award, where we got our second slap joke of the night. Yeah, I thought that was really the that joke, especially like as like the end of his speech was really weird. Yeah. He said I... something like for all you young performers, remember three things. One, pay your taxes. Two, that was, was like, like a joke to his own tax issues. Yeah. I think. Two was something like be nice. I, I, yeah. I, just, I honestly don't remember. And then the and third then thing the... was keep Will Smith's wife. And then, yeah. You know, I, what did you think of Eddie Murphy getting this award? Uh, Sure. <laughs> like Eddie Murphy's a guy that's had a long career. Can you do me a favor and see if Universal had any affiliation with coming to America too? Uh yeah. I know it was a prime movie, but Sure. I just think it's it's pretty random. Like, yeah, he's had a storied career, but like his heyday was long gone. He hasn't done anything relevant in years. I don't even think Coming to America 2 did all that well. He's done some stuff uh, post-2019 that has been... Besides hosting SNL and NBC Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... Uh, 
he was in Dolomite is my name in 2019 mm. and that got nominated. He got nominated That's for Oscars. Right. Coming to America 2, of course. Then he also has a new movie coming out on Netflix uh, in a month. Uh, you People with Jonah Hill and um, Coming to America 2 was produced by produced by Eddie Murphy. Paramount Pictures. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so no NBC affiliate. I was just wondering no. because the Globes were on NBC. It was kind of like a... Well, Coming to America 2 was two years ago now, 2021. Still. So I, I think... I don't know. Like I said, I thought it was random. Like, there's so many other, like, legacy people that we could have gone with. But I sure. think there's also the factor that Jared Kyle brought up in his monologue uh-huh. where he literally says, I am here because I'm black. I have no doubt. And, it, like, it... It did feel at certain points that the award show was leaning into that. And not to say that any of the people that won weren't deserving, because I think for the most part, they all are. Absolutely. Even the TV winners, like you get some some black winners for uh, Abbott Elementary in series and acting. And um, I, again, none of those things are undeserved. But I it, unfortunately for the HFPA, not that I feel for the HFPA, any sort of thing they do after what their controversy was last year. People might be able to look at that and be like, oh, you're just giving these awards to them because they're black or because they're Asian or because the, you put the, the Native American guy up there from Yellowstone because you because it makes you look good sort of thing. Again, not that I feel bad for them. In That's any way, on but them. Yeah. That's oh, no, 100%, 100%. on them. Just like the perpetual shit that will be left yeah. on their face. Yeah. So if, if this is just part of their PR campaign to make themselves look better, fine. I, you know, it's. I again, like I said at the beginning, I think both of these honorary awards, which are very broad, like the the Cecil B. DeMille Cecil B. DeMille Award, which Eddie Murphy won, uh, is an honorary award for outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment, which could mean literally whatever you want. <laughs> it's basically like when they you get just a, pigeonhole movie star, <laughs> right? It's like you want. It's like when you have a keynote speaker at a conference. What's the description for the Carol Burnett one? Carol Burnett is an honorary award for outstanding and lasting contributions to television on or off the screen. Okay, so that's a little more focused. That one's for TV. Yeah. Specifically for TV, and then Susan B. DeMille is for anyone in the world of entertainment, which means like... That could be anybody. That could be me. I I work in themed entertainment. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) We'll give it to Bob Iger for... Oh my god. Um, NBC would rather die. Probably right. Um, but that was uh, that that sort of transition into the home stretch where we got the best winners for TV and for film. Uh, so the best picture movie or comedy was Banshees of Inisherin, putting it over the top as the big movie winner of the night. Uh, and the best picture for drama was The Fablements. Um, so for uh, basically, even a Sheeran, it beats out Babylon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, and Triangle of Sadness for musical or comedy. And The Fablemans wins in drama, beating out Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. A good time to mention zero wins for Avatar. In the televised categories, yeah. I don't I'm know. sure. Well, I don't even know if the Golden Globe. Have does technical awards? technical awards? Yeah, I don't know. It'll it'll win effects awards wherever, but yeah, no, no, not even best director. 
Not even now, no performance. No, there weren't even performance nominations for Avatar. Avatar, no. And of, why would there be? Yeah, like that's the thing that happened the first time. It's like yep. it's a technical marvel. It's just not. Yep. Acting Eisler. I'll tell you, this award show lasted longer than that movie did. I also think, though, when it comes to things like Avatar, um, they've never properly recognized any motion capture performance. No, you're absolutely right. At any of these award shows. Like, at, at this point, you think they'd at least give a Lifetime Achievement Award to Andy Serkis <laughs> for, like, inventing the whole damn, like, ability. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure he'll get an honorary statue from someone at some point. Maybe he'll win the Cecil Probably B. like Award. the government of New Zealand, and that's it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, the Peter Jackson Award for <laughs> New Zealand film. Um, so again, anything, anything else stayed out from the film side that we didn't mention? No. Um, on the TV side... The big winners were Albert Elementary got three wins. White do Lotus we, got two. Do we want to review my category? Yes. Well, as, as you listen to <laughs> our nominations podcast, uh, Alex had a couple categories that were strictly there tailored was, to her interests. There was one category where I had seen everything. And that was best TV series, musical, or comedy. The nominees were. Nominees were Abbott Elementary, The Bear. Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, and Wednesday. I, I was torn. I picked The Bear because it's so good. The Bear did not win. Abbott Elementary won. And while I'm happy for Abbott Elementary, it should have been The Bear. And Wednesday should have been nowhere near <laughs> the hotel ballroom that this event was being held in. Beverly Hilton. Um, Abbott Elementary wins for Best Musical Comedy, as well as Quinta Brunson for Best Actress Musical Comedy and Best Supporting Actor on any TV series. Other uh, notable wins, um, Quinta, what you just said that, yeah, um, Best Drama, uh, Best Drama was House of the Dragon, excellent. That's what I wanted to win. A curious, uh, selection only because. They only sent three people up on stage. <laughs> Mikhail Sapochnik, Emma DeArcy, and Millie Alcock. It's, there wasn't like a whole crew there. It was, it, but it's, I didn't, it's interesting, I didn't though. need the friggin' entire population of the wall on stage <laughs> for this award, especially when it was like the penultimate one. Sure. I think it's also interesting that it beats out Better Call Saul. Yeah. Because that's the last yeah. go around for them. Yeah, I I'm agree sure they'll with do that. fine at the Emmys. But. Um, I other notable thing from um television side the White Lotus one mm -hmm. I I enjoy the White Lotus I sort of enjoy Jennifer Coolidge I don't understand how she wins the Emmy she's pretty much just playing herself on that show or not the Emmy well actually yeah the Emmy she that she won the Emmy, and yeah. the Golden Globe I don't get it yeah she especially because I she's playing it up. Right, she's not like this all the time, can't she be? To say, um, but yeah, I mean, she's again. When it came to like highlights of the award show, her speech was one of them because it was fun and chaotic and. <laughs> I know, liked her wild, presentation but... better. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah. 
The other notable thing that I just have in mind from the TV side of things was the Carol Burnett Award to Ryan Murphy. You Most had, you notably, people know Ryan Murphy, I think at least, from Glee. And while Glee was included in the montage, he didn't say one thing about that show. He didn't mention one thing about that show. He mentioned other people on other shows that he's worked on where they won Golden Globes and refused to acknowledge Chris Colfer's win. Uh, for Glee, which I thought was extremely upsetting, but if you know, you know, they do not get along. They're not friendly. So I get it, but also, like, it just seems kind of shitty. I know that show is, like, cursed in so many ways, and the dynamic between him and the cast is not great um, Yeah, for the most part, unless your name is Darren Chris, Leah Michelle, or Jonathan Groff, but um, I, I, yeah, I don't, I... I think his award was deserved because he's made just a shit ton of shows that are really good and tell interesting stories and are just stunning to look at. But I also just like sat there feeling really weird. Yeah, especially because like, I mean, from from my perspective, just watching the montage, there's, yes, the Glee part, which is fun and colorful. And then everything else that Ryan Murphy has done, except for like Pose, I guess, or uh, he's done Pose and he's done. But it's like the American, American Horror Story, American yeah, Crime um, Stories. It's, yeah. It's There's some others. gross to look at. <laughs> that's all. It's scary. He yeah. did Nip Tuck too. Right. Uh huh. He shot, that's, that's what he shouted out um, Matthew Oh, Bomer he did for. the, uh, the uh, Versace assassination right. thing. But that that one was, was actually good. I never finished it, but he, it was good. He did those, uh, the assassination of Versace and then the people versus OJ Simpson. Yeah. Um, again, like a, a far cry from what Glee was, but I can't deny he's good at what he does. But I just that ex- that that experience was just weird for me. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I like Ryan Murphy as a person, especially. Because, well, it's it's interesting, too, because most of the Ryan Murphy presentation and the point of like his speech uh, was pointing out all the representation that he has included, whether it's. Uh, racial or sexual orientation, transgender, transgender, ADA. I mean, yeah, disabled. You name it. Uh, you know, all sorts of. Uh, Hell, one of the AHS seasons was literally called like freaks. Right. Exactly. So it, it for him to not call out his gay actor say, that won a Golden Globe yeah. for his first big show. Well, he did mention Matthew Bomer, who is gay. Yeah. But when we're talking about like Glee, put him on the map. No, yeah, sort of absolutely. Thing. It just it just felt really weird. Yeah. Um. Other big winner. I when it came to like your a, precious Andor. Uh, yeah, Diego Luna did not win, but he got beat out by Kevin Costner. Who prayers up for <laughs> Kevin Costner as I he shelters Regina in Hall. place. In Regina Santa Hall Barbara. was the presenter for that, and she was like, "Oh no!" She's literally reading off the prompter that. Kevin Costner has had to shelter in place because of the bad weather in Santa Barbara, Cra- California. Crazy rainstorms we're having on the Which, West Coast. Like, yes, there has been a lot of rain here. Northern California is going through it. We're not trying to trivialize anything, but it just is also a little silly sounding when you 
say it out loud. Oh, prayers up for Kevin Costner. <laughs> Stuck <laughs> in Santa Barbara. She tried to like bring it back and, yeah. and she <laughs> she was looking to Brad Pitt for help. And you know what? I don't blame her. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you had a couple TV stars winning. Uh, Kev- Kevin Costner, movie guy, winning TV. Zendaya, movie lady, winning on she TV. She also wasn't there. Also not there. I was there. annoyed by that one. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried winning. Evan Peters, both of those in limited series. Um, I don't know. Not, again, most of the stuff sort of went to plan. Yeah. You know, which is good that they're awarding the right people but bad in terms of an entertainment product yeah these polls work (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah very very few times that democracy prevails um well that's that's the golden globes any final thoughts any predictions for the oscars based on what you saw in the golden globes i think if i had to make a prediction right now for the oscars i would tab I know I said that everything everywhere all at once is having momentum, but based on wins for screenplay and picture and even like spreading out the acting nominations, because they had a bunch, not just Colin Farrell, but um, Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keegan. And um, oh, let me I don't want to forget her name. Uh, Carrie Condon for supporting actress. Um, I think Banshees of Inishirin probably wins best picture. Having not seen it myself yet, neither of us have. Um, we'll rectify that shortly, I'm sure. But uh, it just seems like it's on target to to win as of right now, on January 10th. Again, a week before. I, the The interesting thing to note is, of course, as I mentioned, Oscar voting closes on the 17th, a week from today, a week from tomorrow, I guess. Um. Do you do you think that these awards with with that last week to go affects the Oscar? Oh, it voting? always affects anybody who hasn't voted already is watching this going, oh, okay, maybe they know something I don't. Always. So, do you think that this stuff plays out into that? Do you what, what would you take away from this going to that? My takeaway is it's a, it's a tight race. Nobody. Th- there is not one clear-cut winner sure. from all of them. I would agree. Between, I, I think we. Have, I can't say with absolute certainty that Banshees of Inisherin is going to win. Sure, I think I think we definitely have a three. Yeah, Banshees, Everything Everywhere, and Fablemans. Sorry, not sorry, Babylon. Yeah, I, oof, Babylon. <laughs> if you're a movie person, go see it. If you're if you're not, but just, uh, on, like it didn't win anything. No. Got oh no! It won a score, score which like. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. That. It deserved that, but it, it deservedly didn't win anything else. Like having seen it and now like comparing it against everything else, do you think it deserved any of its nominations? No. No. Well, Margot okay. Robbie nominations. Pitt. No. Do these deserve to be nominated? Yes. Margot Robbie is great. Brad Pitt, you're always gonna get a nomination out of, but the wins or lack thereof, that checks out. It was it one of the best five musicals or comedies you saw i don't know the batman was pretty funny (laughs) that thumb drive joke come on yeah i also don't know why elvis is not in this category and is in drama instead but that was pretty dramatic yeah but like it's i don't know it's one of those musical biopics you can throw it at musical um all right so uh we're gonna wrap up like I said, we got Oscar, nom- Oscar nominations will come at the end of the month. 
The Oscars themselves are still not until March for God knows what reason. I just, I like if, if we have the nominations come out at the end of January, why can't we do it at the end of February or mid February? Like do it the weekend after the Super Bowl. I, I don't, I don't know. They need time to rehearse. They can't, they can't move forward with, rehearsing the numbers if they don't know what's nominated <laughs> yes i guess so um oscar shortlists or sorry the oscar nominations will come out on january 24th we will as we did tonight we'll give you a, a podcast that day more likely than not uh to to break those down and hopefully we've seen everything by then and we if should. not if not then we'll you know we'll fill the gaps for we'll sure fill the gaps and we'll try to give a, an early power ranking. Maybe we can do that. Anyway. I have a question for the two and a half people that are listening. (laughs) Um, It's up to like eight or nine. No. uh, Truly, we appreciate everyone who listens and everyone who likes and subscribes. Thank you so much. If you guys have any feedback or you want to discuss more films or talk about something we didn't mention or tell us what we did wrong, uh, please let us know. We are very reachable. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Most of you have our phone numbers anyway. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, A.Z underscore movie review. I'm po- putting this out there to the universe. Yep. What should we watch first? Should we watch Banshees of Inishirin or The Menu? It's not a question for you. Mm. It's a question for them. Don't answer. You guys answer. Zachary, don't answer. Ray Fiennes nominated for the menu. Banshee's been assured nominated for multiple. So, if that Anya Taylor you. Joy was nominated as well. Oh yeah, there you go. There's two multiple nominations across the board. <laughs> Stop trying to stack the deck. I'm, I'm Let not, us I'm know not. what to watch. You know what? We'll put a poll on our Instagram after this episode comes out. Let us know. Yes, and uh, yeah. So until the next awards. Bombardment until the next time we see something. We'll see you on HBO Max. (laughs) And in the movies.